Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth I will bless the Lord at all times his shall continually his prayer shall Continually his praise shall continually in my mouth. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We want to say thank you, Father. Thank you for last night's sleep. Thank you for waking us up in this new day. Thank you, Father, for not holding our sins and iniquities against us. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Father, for food on our tables, clothes on our backs, shoes on our feet. We thank you, Father, for safety. We thank you, Father, for wisdom, a desire to live and to do the things that are pleasing in your sight. Father, we give you all glory this morning, all honor and all praise. Again, Father, we ask that you forgive us of our trespasses, forgive us of our sins, as we forgive those who trespass and sin against us. We humbly ask, Father, that you continue to lead us, continue to guide us, continue to speak to us and through us and for us, that your people in the four corners of the earth may be blessed. We trust, Father, that you are going to do these things for us, your little children. We ask, Father, that as we study your holy scriptures today, that you will speak into our hearts and into our minds words of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That we may grow stronger in you and in your mighty power. We ask these and all other blessings in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. May God's people say amen and amen. God bless you.
children of God, I do greet each of you once again. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, for those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do thank God for each of you. We pray that you are seeing the benefits and the blessings of putting God's word into practice in your life. But putting God's word into practice in our lives is much like strenuous and vigorous exercise. Now, the first day that you and I do vigorous or strenuous exercise, we might we may not see a big difference. You know, we it may hurt and we may be uncomfortable, but we may not be able to see a big difference. The first week may not see that big of a difference. But if you and I continue to do it, vigorous and strenuous exercise, you and I will begin to see tangible results. So it is with God's word. As we persevere in the word of God. Now, what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now, and you may want to get this down in your notes, children of God. One of the most badly quoted scriptures in all of the Bible you hear a lot of people say, the truth shall set you free. They just say that. And they don't say the full context of what Jesus was saying who believed in him. The Bible says that Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So understanding that there is a holding to the gospel, there is a holding to the word of God that you and I must endure, that you and I must do in order to receive the blessings of the gospel. Just like you and I must hold to an exercise program. You think you're going to come in you 50 pounds overweight, you're going to just come in the gym one day and all of a sudden you're going to get back slim and trim? No, it doesn't work like that. Just like it took time for us to get out of shape or to get 50 pounds overweight, it will take time for us to get back into shape. We must hold to our exercise program. We must deal with the uncomfortable parts and the uncomfortable aspects in order to reap the benefits or the rewards. So it is with Christianity. You and I must hold to the teachings of Christ, to the Jews who believed in him. He told them, if you hold to my teachings, you must hold. Jesus said, there are going to be some things you're not going to like. Hold. There are going to be some experiences that are not going to be too favorable. Hold. 
They're going to be some people that speak against you and say you really don't have it. Hold. If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciple. Then, Jesus said, then you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you hold to your exercise program, I know it hurts. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you're sweaty. You know, I know it's time consuming. If you hold, then you see yourself looking better in the mirror and clothes fitting better and uh, losing weight if you hold. So understand my brother and my sister, you know, going to college, you can't go to college one day and think you're going to get a degree. You have to hold, pass a number of subjects and, and do a, take a number of tests and learn them in order to get your degree. So I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, hold to your faith, hold to your walk with God, and you will see the benefits by and by. Children of God, we're going to take a look today at the book of Galatians chapter 5 with a special focus on verses 22 and verses 23. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 from the New International Version. The Apostle Paul writes, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. We're going to work from a theme and from a topic today, children of God, the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Again, we say thank you, Father, for being who you are, doing what you do. We realize, Father, that every good and perfect gift has come from above. We thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Father, as we search your holy scripture, we ask, Father, that you will speak to us, speak through us, and speak for us, that we may better understand your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Forgive us, Father, of our trespasses against you, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Let your name be glorified in our meeting today, Father. Let your name be honored. Let your name be praised. Let someone be convicted 
and converted. Let someone grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask all these things, Father, touching and agreeing, asking in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. Let God's people around the world say amen. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Normally, when we think about fruit, we normally think of something that is sweet, something that is tasty, uh, something that is very good to us as food. Now, it may contain a seed, or but normally it's sweet and it's very tasty, whether it's watermelon, whether it's pineapple, whether it's apple, cantaloupe. Fruit is normally something that's good to us. Well, we understand, children of God, that there is the fruit of the Spirit. There's the sweet and tasty parts of the Spirit of God. God has some aspects of his Spirit that are very, very sweet to us as human beings, very, very tasty to us, very, very refreshing to us. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may your walk with Christ today be sweeter than the day before. Now, we go through some, some things in our walk with God that are not very sweet, that are not very refreshing. There is the chastisement of God. There is the rebuke of God. There is there are a whole lot of things, but we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. We're talking about those sweet parts of our walk with God. Now, understand this, my brother. Understand this, my sister. These nine aspects of the fruit of the Spirit are not different fruits. We're not talking about apples, oranges, cantaloupes, grapes. We're talking about one fruit, the fruit of the spirit, and has and the, the fruit of the spirit has many different parts. We're talking about one fruit, many different parts, not many different fruits. All right, the fruit of the spirit has different aspects, just as our physical bodies have different aspects. When you look at me, you see one man, you see different parts. I have a mouth, I have eyes, I have a nose, I have legs, I have feet, I have arms, I have a chest, I have a man. but it's one what? One man. God is one, even though he has different parts. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So keep in mind, my brother and my spirit, my brother and my sister, that the fruit of the spirit, there is one fruit of the spirit 
with many different characteristics of that one fruit. Now, one thing that is both a fruit and a gift, love. Love is an aspect of the fruit of the spirit. Love is also a gift of the spirit. May you and I walk in this aspect of the fruit of the spirit. May you and I walk in this gift of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, and peace. Now we're going to deal with those three because we have nine. Nine aspects of the fruit of the spirit. Three, six, nine. Love, joy, and peace. Now, what God wants to do in your life and what God wants to do in my life is he wants to develop our love. If you ever wonder what God is trying to do in you, what God is trying to do in me, what God is trying to do in the church, what God is trying to do in humanity, love. He's trying to develop our love. All the wars that you see in humanity, they're a result of our love not being where it should be. All of the divorces that you see in marriage, it's a result of love not being where it's supposed to be. Arguments and fights and disagreements, these are all reflections that love is not like it should be. So understand, my brother and my sister, God is trying to develop our love. Because when our love is right, other things in our life begin to fall in place. When we love God like we're supposed to, we'll love our neighbor like we're supposed to. When you see people that don't love their neighbor like they're supposed to, it's because they don't really don't love God like they're supposed to. When you see people hating their neighbor, that's because there's a part of them that hates God. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. How we treat our neighbor. A lot of you are going to be shocked on judgment. You're going to be shocked. We're standing in line, getting ready to be questioned by God. Just knew you or thought you loved God and come to find out that how you and I treat our neighbor is how you and I treat our God. Encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, you know, treat your neighbor right. What? Treat your neighbor right, because in you and I treating our neighbor right, you and I are treating what? God right. When we treat our neighbor wrong, you and I are treating God wrong. Fruit of the spirit is love. So, so as our love is developed properly, our love for God is developed properly, our love for our neighbor will be developed properly. As our love for God is developed properly, our love for our, our husband or our wife or our friends or our family. When our love for God is right, 
even our love for our enemies. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, allow God to develop his love in you. Joy. Now, the Lord is saying deal with joy for a minute. A lot of people confuse joy and happiness. Happiness is basically when you and I are feeling good based on situation or based on circumstances. I'm happy I got a new car. I'm happy I just received some money in my bank account. Happiness and joy are two different things. Happiness is a good feeling based on circumstances or based on what's going on outside of us. Joy is good feelings based on what's going on inside of us. I hope you, I hope you all are, are being blessed today. The Bible does not say that the happiness of the Lord is our strength. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy, listen, you and I can experience joy as children of God, even though we are being hung on a cross, even though we are going through terrible and severe trials on the outside, because joy deals with what is going on on the inside. Joy is what is going on between your relationship and your creator. Joy has nothing to do with what's happening on the outside, how much money you have in the bank. My prayer for you is not that you will have happiness. My prayer for me is not that I will have happiness. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we walk in the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy. That's based on what is going on on the inside. What's going on with you and your creator? What's going on? I mean, you can be in all kinds of trouble on the outside and the joy of the Lord still be intact. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May your joy, may our joy be complete in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Joy. Love, joy, peace. Peace. Now, this does not always mean peace with people. This peace that the that the Spirit of God wants to establish in you and inside of me is a peace between us and God. God wants you and me to be at peace with him, even if we are at odds with evil men and evil women. God wants us to be at peace with who? Him. At peace among us as believers, among us as children of God. Love, joy, peace. Next three, patience kindness, and goodness. Patience, being able to wait for God, just, just just, being able to wait, not being in a hurry, not trying to rush God. Some of us want to try to rush God. Listen, you and I are not going to rush God. 
Now, sometimes he has to rush us. He told the apostle Paul, get up, leave quickly, leave Jerusalem. They are not going to believe your testimony about me. Jerusalem was where Paul had been brought up. And Paul was a prophet. Prophet is without honor in his own hometown, in his own home, and in his own country. God wants to bring peace between us and him. Peace between us and other believers. Patience. Love, joy, peace, patience. God wants to develop in us as his children the ability to wait patiently. You know, sometimes we want God to go a little faster, do it a little quicker. We want our blessing today. We want our blessing now. God is not God is not going to do everything today. Some things with God take time. God does some things instantaneously. But there are some things that take time. And I know that, you know, and I'm hearing in my spirit, I'm asking the Lord, I'm saying, Lord, are you developing my patience through this stroke? And the Lord says, yes, I am. And I'm just kind of smiling because God has allowed me to experience a stroke and through very, very hard and difficult work, just about every day, walking and weight lifting and calisthenics, he's bringing me back. You know, he's not doing it overnight. If God wanted to, he could he could heal me immediately. But God is teaching me something about patience and forbearance, you know, and just waiting on his promises. I want to encourage you, child of God. Uh, convince, uh, position yourself to wait on the promises of God. There's some things God is going to do quickly, some things God is not going to do. Well, don't get upset if he doesn't do it quickly. Just keep doing what God tells you to do until he does it for you, until he does it for me. Forbearance or patience, kindness, let us be kind to one another. We don't want to be mean and harsh with each other. Let us be kind. Goodness. Good. We we just doesn't mean we're perfect. But be be good. Good sons, good daughters, good uh fathers, good mothers, good husbands, good wives, good congregation members. Let's strive to be what? Good. Good students in school. Good. Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Faithfulness, you and I can be counted on to do what we say we're going to do. When we're talking about someone being faithful, that's someone you can trust to a certain degree to do what they said they're going to do. Gentleness. God wants you and I to develop a gentleness and self-control, not situation control. Now, now we're going to deal with that for a little while, and then we're going to move on. Understand that there are two types of people. 
there are people that have self-control and that there and there are people that go through situation control now self-control is what god wants us to have and understanding that we are the ones that are in control of the situation that we are the ones in control of uh, of our gifts and we are the ones in control of our anger we are the ones in control of our frustration these are people that have self-control but people that have situation control they are controlled by the situation see you know if they receive some bad news in the mail now they are upset somebody starts yelling at them all of a sudden they have to start yelling back listen we don't have to be situation control people god wants you and i to be what self-control remember that you are in control of yourself not the news you heard or just read or just saw on the television or i'm in control of me you child of god are in control of you god wants to develop our self-control god wants us to understand that we are to be led by the spirit of god not led by the reports of the government concerning the corona plague not not controlled by uh the reports of the s p 500 regarding the economy we are controlled by the spirit of god self-control the bible says against such things there is no law when you and i are operating in this under the instruction of the holy spirit we are not under the law when you and i are moving by the holy spirit there may be some things there may be some laws of man that you and I are breaking. See, that's 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 where a lot of Christians get confused. See, the Holy Spirit may tell you and I to do something that goes against the law of man, but it is not against the law of God. This is why the early apostles were arrested. They were preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus. That went against the law of man. And that went against the instructions of man, but that was in line with the law of God. That was in line with the instructions of God. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we not so much worry about breaking the law of man. May we be more concerned with breaking the law of what? God. Man does not have an eternal kingdom for us to spend eternity does to do it spend eternity in god says i do man does not have a heaven or a hell to put us in god says i do so may we strive to be obedient to the holy spirit now we want to be obedient to earthly rulers and authority when it is possible as long as it is not conflicting with obedience to the spirit of God. The spirit, obedience to the spirit of God trumps or takes uh, precedence over obedience to man. 
Look at what the Bible says. Against such things, there is no law. The fruit of the spirit. In other words, the fruit of the spirit uh, outweighs the law of man. The fruit of the spirit is higher than the law of man. Those who belong to Christ. Now look at verse 24. Now I, I'm not talking to everybody out there. I'm talking to those who belong to who? Christ Jesus. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh. Now, now understand what God is saying to us because this is a daily battle for you and I. Crucify our flesh. See, our flesh has all sorts of things in it that are contrary to the spirit. Flesh set, talks contrary to what the spirit talks. The flesh thinks contrary to what the spirit thinks. The flesh does what is contrary to what the spirit does. So our lives as Christians is a constant battle, constant war with this flesh, this side of us that is not like God, this side of us that is against God, this side of us that is enmity. The Bible says it's an enmity to God and it's a strive. You and I have to constantly strive to say and to do and to think what God wants us to say and do and think. Crucify the flesh. Crucify. Crucify. Come against your own flesh. Well, crucifixion was a very brutal, very violent form of killing somebody. Well, God wants and violent with our own fleshly nature, with our own fleshly passions and fleshly desires. God wants us to crucify since we live what by the spirit. Let us keep in step with the spirit. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to, but I want to encourage us. Picture a, a army marching 20 miles. Well, some may get tired along the way, but they are instructed. Keep step. Stay with your platoon. Stay with your company. Well, you and I are instructed to keep step with what? The spirit of God. Even though we may be tired, even though we may be hurting, even though we may be keep step, keep step with the spirit. You and I do not get permission to fall out of line with the spirit of God. The spirit of God is marching. You and I need to be marching. My spirit is going to the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night that led the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. 
You know, God was using a pillar of cloud in the day, and he was using fire, just this mysterious fire that was just moving in the night. And the people, whenever the pillar of cloud started moving, guess what the people had to do? Pack up and start moving. Whenever the pillar of cloud stopped, the people could stop and rest and get some water and do whatever. But when the pillar of cloud started moving, they had to get, they had to go. Now they may have liked where they were and, you know, the, but the pillar of cloud started moving. So they had to go. Well, now we are led by the spirit of God. Spirit of God say, go, we got to go. Spirit of God say, stay, we got to stay. Spirit of God say, speak, we need to speak. Spirit of God say, shut up, we need to shut up. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Look at 26 and we're going to get ready to close. Let us not become conceited. Now, conceit. What is conceit? Conceited is when we think we are better than somebody else. You know, maybe we are handsome or we are good looking, so we think we are better than those who are not as handsome or not as good looking. Maybe we have a little more money. I was talking with one saint earlier today about individuals that are trying to reduce world population and try listen. You, you, you and I have not been, been, this is God's earth, not yours, not mine. Bible says in Psalms 24, the earth is the Lord's. If the Lord wants to have plenty of people in the earth, which he does, that's his business, not yours. The instruction God gave to Adam in the garden was be fruitful and what? Multiply be fruitful and multiply dress the earth and keep it or take care of it so so understand that this is god's earth not the illuminati's not uh the super rich this is god's earth how are you gonna think there's too many people in the earth who's who may who put you in charge of the earth you are just an inhabitant of the earth just like everybody else but Scripture said, let us not become conceited. When people become conceited, they start thinking things and people and places and things belong to them. Listen, nothing belongs to you. They, a house that you are living in, it's not your house. It's just a house God has allowed you to live in. The clothes that you are wearing, they don't belong to you. They're just clothes that God has allowed you to wear. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it the world and those who live in it. God found this earth upon the seas, not you, not me. God established this earth upon the waters, not you and not me. So let us not become what? Conceited, thinking that we are better, we own something. We No, no, it's God's. Everything that we can see and everything that we cannot see belongs to who god let us not become conceited because when we become conceited the rest of this fall starts falling into place paul said let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other when we become conceited we start provoking people see people are getting provoked 
with the super rich trying to reduce the earth's population. That's provoking. That's provoking people. When you provoke somebody, you 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 are getting them angry, getting them upset. When you think you are better, when I think that I am better, we start provoking people. God says for us, don't become conceited, don't be provoking, and don't be envying each other. Say, Apostle, how do we keep from provoking and envying each other? Let us walk in the spirit. Let us allow God to develop the fruit of the spirit. God's spirit is real sweet. When we are obedient to it, God's spirit can be terrible. When we disobey <laughs> God's spirit. If you sweet, you'll find that God's spirit is what? Sweet. But if you being terrible, you'll find that God's spirit is terrible. God's spirit is, is looking at you. He's looking at me. And how we behave will determine whether we experience the sweetness of God's spirit. The sweetness of God. Or it will determine whether we experience the terribleness. The Bible says it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. In other words, when you and I make God mad, make upset God, it's a terrible thing. Because the God that we serve, he can tear up and burn up and and blow up and God 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 got God go off when we don't behave well. So I want to encourage each of us. Let us behave what? Well, so we can experience the fruit, the sweetness of God's spirit. God knows that we like his fruit better than his fury. See, God's got a fruit of the spirit or do you want the fury of the spirit? Fury is when God is real, real mad. Fruit is when God is real, real happy, real, real sweet. One of the saints is about to say. So I encourage you, my brother, I encourage you, my sister, strive to stay on the side of the what? Fruit of spirit, sweet parts, the refreshing parts, the tasty parts. You want God's fruit or you want God's fury? You want God's blessings? Or you want God's curses? You want God pleased with you or you want God displeased with you? My prayer for each of you, each of us, May we stay on the right side of God, sweet side, 
the gentleness side, the compassionate side, the kind side, love side. You know, just like God got to love, God got to hate. Would you rather God love you or, or, or be hating what, what you're doing? Or love what you're doing or hate what you're doing? Love what you're saying or hate what you're saying? Love how you behaving or hate how you behaving? Which one? Which one you rather have? Now, I'm just talking. We're just talking now. You want to stay on this right side of God over here. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Self-control. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. Learn all nine of the fruit of the spirit. Take time. Take time. Learn all nine. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Learn them. Learn them. Get them in your mind. Get them in your heart. Fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And may God continue to bless you, my brother and my sisters, in Jesus' mighty name. This is Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide. Thank God we are in about 30 plus countries now around the world. Um, we are looking forward to some upcoming missionary activities in a number of countries. We request that you all keep us in your prayers as we will do the same for you in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you and heaven smile on you. Saints, you can reach us through email at https colon forward slash forward slash thadfg.wixsite.com forward slash tccww. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes daily. On Facebook, join us on Robert Bryant. On YouTube, join us on the Christian Center Church channel. We can even be reached by phone at plus 252-525-4777. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.